0: Hello and welcome to the full-time reaction uh, podcast episode 73 or 74 uh, to be honest I don't really care at the moment it's uh we're talking tonight about uh, Norwich City 2 Reading 2 that is a scoreline that I definitely wouldn't have predicted before I thought we we're going to lose heavily but wow what a result that is and we're going to talk about that more
1: with Alex Eberson. hi Alex Hey Paul, good evening. It is actually a good evening for once as well, which I can get on board with. Yeah, it is genuinely
0: a good evening because for a while we've been doing the podcast and you feel, "Mm, is it convincing? Have we really done it against a good team? Now we've got a good result against Preston, obviously doing quite well. And we've now gone to the team that are top of the table with eight consecutive wins and as much as Daniel Furker wants to throw out his bitterness and all his uh, anger about the uh, full-time results, saying that it was a joke result and only one team tried to play football, well, I don't think that's really true, Daniel, but we can come on to that a bit later. It's giving me a little bit more hope. Just the, just the pure team spirit and organisation that the team showed.
1: How do you feel after that game? Men- Mentally, it's this massive... Um... Yeah, the full 2-1 down with whatever it was, two minutes to go, is it would have been a a huge, huge blow. Um, Not the point... I mean, yes, the point is big, but I think to the team morale, it would have just been such a killer blow if we'd ended up losing that game after you've led for, what was it, an hour and a half? Oh, no, sorry, an hour, just over an hour. Um, Yeah, they would have have scored 85th minute and 16 seconds. So... Yeah, it it just was. It's such a massive boost to 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 morale for the team uh, to know that they can actually go to a team like Norwich and produce a produce a result. Yeah,
0: and not only that, it was the shape that Angoma sent us out with. It worked essentially. Norwich did have chances. Let's not pretend that they didn't. They clearly did have some chances, but we also had chances when we didn't score. Not as many, but I'd say the Matey chance, which you come on to, we had. And it just think I, I think people dismiss that Gunter tackle in the first half for a penalty possibly.
1: I mean, I don't know. It definitely, it definitely could have been given. Mm. Um it, it, I think it was unlikely. He didn't. He didn't. Gunter never had the ball under control or anything. But it's still a foul. I think yeah. still could have been given as a penalty. Um Whether that we got. You know, we probably got the uh, the other end of the stick in the second half with uh, Rinomoto's tackle, so it probably evened itself out there. Yeah, that definitely. I think that was a penalty as well.
0: But the little thing that is kind of going to leave a lot of Norwich feel the players and uh, fans feeling a little bit sour is most of that time that was added on that Rinomoto scored in so late in the seventh minute was basically for us wasting time. We seem to have reached extreme levels of Neil Warner, which I mentioned
1: in the last podcast. Martinez has been now booked in consecutive matches early in the second half. I have to admit, in the second half there, about two minutes into the second half, I thought to myself, how many games have we got left of the season? And can he still get suspended if he gets booked in every match? Because there's a good chance, I think, that every time we go 1-0 up now, he's going to get booked. Yeah, I think so. And do you know what? I am fully on
0: board with that because if he gives us just that 1% extra I remember watching us at Elm Park and every time there was a little era for about 6 months when, when every time we scored a goal if it put us ahead in a match Martin Hicks would somehow get an injury and then have to go down <laughs> and sit on the halfway line it just was one quite of the reckless. yeah it was amazing how he got it in every single match so it killed the game for about 2 minutes Still managed to lose loads of matches, but I could see where the tactic was coming from. So let's go through back, back to the beginning of this match. Then, so Gomez decided to um, start with a different formation. He put another defender in. What did you think of that tactical change, and how did you think it worked? I
1: actually think it worked really well. Um, it, it, it felt it felt like a, a plan B, uh, not um, not just sticking very rigidly to the four-two. Four one four two one two whatever formation we've tried four two three one yeah thank you that's what I was trying to get to 4, 2, <laughs> yeah, 3, 1. that's okay um, yeah it felt it felt like a, a plan B which was nice and it did it worked um, Gunter and Blackett I mean I guess if we weren't playing a Norwich and we were playing a team lower down in the table and playing that formation you would have expected them to get forwards more but to be honest you could tell their job was basically to play as a proper back five and not not wing backs um which it, it worked well they didn't seem to create many chances through the center of the field because miazga and uh Yeardim together basically locked out the center of the center of the field um, which meant every single chance had to come from wide pretty much Yeah,
0: and obviously, if you've got got more Miasga in there, I mean, I know Pookie's brilliant, but we do have a slight height advantage there. I mean, he did have some chances. He had an early chance from across Pookie, which was slightly behind him. But going back to what you said about Plan B, it's interesting you say that because I just heard uh, Jose Gomez on Radio Boucher saying that uh, a few weeks ago he was talking to Ada Williams. He said, I need said that we needed to have a Plan B for some occasions, and there's evidence of it. You know, you quite often hear that about Reading managers only have only one style of play. And I think he's shown some flexibility since he's
1: come in. I mean, that was the, the most direct we could go, really. Yeah. It was five, five at the back and lump it long every time we got the board, hope that Barrow or got on the end of it. I mean, it's, it's practically the, the direct opposite of how we've seen Gomez play so far.
0: Yeah, totally. It was it was not how he wants to play every single week. But you realise the situation you're in, you're against a team who's way better than us, basically. If you give them time, if we go and play against them in a face-off of formations, Norwich are going to beat us 3-4-0, probably. You need to kind of stop them at source and just not give them any creativity, as you say, Alex, in the midfield. No space at all. Uh, they obviously missed Buendia. And that's, that still stands. how they haven't won a match. However you want, you want to look at that, um, uh, as you were saying, Alex, I think it's only five matches he's missed. So it's not really that meaningful, but that still sits. And I guess if I was a Norwich uh, supporter, yeah, you would be sickened. You've let in such a late goal. We've time wasted for a hell of a lot of that match, but I don't really give a shit as a Redding fan that Andy Renner made goal in the last seconds of the match was absolutely magical. And... A bloody good strike as well under that
1: pressure. Yep, yeah, very good. Left foot, left foot with his instep as well. Yeah. Um he hasn't hasn't like really gone for power or hasn't tried to put his laces through it or anything. He's he's placed it exactly where he wanted, um, and you can tell from the, the the replay behind the goal. You can see the keeper is expecting it to hit him to hit it on his right foot. Um, he's already he's already moving off to his left, the keeper to try and save it. And the ball just goes completely opposite direction to, to where um, where cruel thinks it's going. It's, I mean, he's, he had no chance really. Yeah, he completely killed him with that finish, didn't he? He's just, yeah, it's gone to the complete
0: other side, and it just what a moment to get your uh, goal, the first goal for the club. I mean, he had been such a good player for us since he's come into the team. Some people are saying that
1: Rinomoto should be player of the season. I mean, if he keep if he if he keeps putting in performances, there's no. There's no doubt in my mind that he's going to be in the top. two. no doubt at all. Yeah, top really. two. I I don't know if he'll win, but he's he's definitely in the top two. Um, because he, he, him being in the team is just a complete my uh, it's just a completely different side when he's in the when he's in the squad. We play completely yeah, differently. Yeah,
0: and I mean, if you just look at results when he's in the team and the way he's playing, the style, I I totally agree. I personally would have Yadam above him just because he's played far more games. He's played the whole season. Um, but I understand why people think that Rinomoto should
1: get it because he's had such a huge impact, not just the night, in so many previous matches as well. Well, yeah, Rin- Rinomoto is... A, he's not a game-changer in the, the traditional sense, but he is a game changer in the sense of he changes games for us. He just tidies uh, up, doesn't he? Everything. Yeah. Every he doesn't he doesn't lose a fifty fifty. I mean, to be honest, he doesn't really lose a you know, a ball which is twenty twenty percent chance of him winning it. He still somehow comes out with it every time. Um he just so very rarely loses the ball. He's so tidy on the ball, it's it's incredible.
0: Yeah, no, he's been a brilliant player for a season and if we do stay out, we've got to try. If if we can keep him next season, get a couple of like, keep a couple of the lone players. I thought Baker was good again tonight. I thought they all played well. I um, tried to go through the ratings. I thought Martinez was excellent. I, despite two players uh, scoring the goals, I think I'd give Martinez man of the match for me. What would you think on that?
1: I would probably give Martinez man of the match as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, he made the save from Pookie's header in the second half yes. when we were still winning 1-0, which was, what, from six yards? Brilliant. Put that over the bar. Um, he, he he made a save when we were 2-1 down as well, actually, um, from, from Jordan Rhodes, which was yes. from three yards, four yards yeah. out or something. Yeah, you're right. Very, very, I don't know how he missed it, really. Um, whether Martin has made an incredible save or not, I'm not actually sure. But he stopped it, and you know, at the end of the day, it's kept that it's kept us in the game there.
0: Yeah, no, totally. I've forgot, totally forgotten about that. Um, uh, Jordan Rose uh, save. Yeah, and not only did he save it, he kept it really close to his body. Got often in those situations, it rebounds off and goes back to him. Yeah, easy tapping. But yeah, he's
1: been an exceptional See We seem to say that every single week about him. Just and then just... one one player which stood out for me today was um was Gunter. Before the game he got a lot of stick on social media um for coming back into well Gomez got a lot of stick for putting Gunter back into a team. And he had a really good game. Um he he stopped a lot of chances coming in from their left hand side.
0: Yeah, no I'm I can't disagree again. I thought he was really good on his return. Uh, basic um, defending, made it look easy. I say basic, but it's because he made it look quite easy. He didn't lose concentration. May probably help by the fact he had five at the back, but he came in, I don't remember. He probably had
1: had less to do because he wasn't asked to get forwards. Um, Maybe.
0: But I remember in the one point in the first half, there was three or four times when he did, made some little tricky moments for us. And he got him back, he sorted it out quite nicely, heading it back to the goalie, out for a corner, out for a throw. Those are the moments that make a difference, aren't they? Yes, yeah, exactly. Just Just hiding up there. Yeah, I mean, Liam Moore obviously played well again. He seems to have definitely come into form, really good form at the moment. Um, Hopefully his shoulder isn't too bad after he fell on
1: it again. uh, I mean, if Moore is injured, um, you would hope that we could, replace him for one game uh he's if he's out for more than one game then i'm really worried <laughs> Yeah, if I'm he's out really for worried. one game then i would hope that you could you could you know somehow shift people around to you know maybe cover it for him um i yeah just gotta hope he's not not too badly hurt but it looks like it was this shoulder injury that he did against yeah, did. uh Wigan, I wanna say at home. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Wigan. Yes. Go. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's um if we move on to the other players, you've got Jari. he did okay. I don't think it was anything outstanding, probably a six. I mean the midfield okay. all were gonna struggle tonight, I think, because yeah. the game was so direct. Um but all three of them were they were they were good in midfield when they had the ball, but obviously they didn't have much of it. So no. It's difficult to rate any of them probably above a, I mean, I would give Rinomoto a seven if only for the goal. Uh, I mean, Baker was fine. It wasn't his best game for Reading. I mean, he, his booking was... I mean, it was, to me, it was a bit of a joke, but don't know how he got a booking for that tackle. Um, no, it was probably position. Because persisted. he won the ball, but... Uh, yeah, Jaria, Baker, probably I'd give a six too, and then Rinomoto if only for his goal, a seven. Yeah, no, I agree. But the
0: player I think who um, uh, had a really good game tonight was Mo Barrow as well. He set up the goal, the first goal, and also gave Meite a, a golden chance. But I want to go back to that first goal. Norwich really sloppy on the ball. But Mo Barrow, so often he gets criticised for his final cross into the box. But well, that was absolute perfection. And Maytay, that is not an easy finish. One of those ones when he
1: proves it again, if he doesn't have to think if he doesn't have to Yeah, first time and he can score. Uh yeah. if he if he managed to shoot first time every time he'd he'd be playing in the Champions League, but he doesn't, unfortunately. So Brilliant finish score. though. Absolutely. It was a very good finish. I know you could tell that Krull wasn't expecting it. Um he was he must have expected Mateo to take a touch because the ball was already in the net before Krull had even reacted. Yeah. No,
0: it's a strange night for Tim Krull. I mean, he's had two goals past him. He couldn't get near either of them.
1: And apart from that, he hasn't had to do anything. No, I
0: mean, there was only the chance for Mate in the second half, which went worldwide, didn't it? Yeah. So, But, um, yeah, so we go into the um, half-time at 1-0. Norwich are starting to build the pressure, definitely. About five minutes before the end of first time, they suddenly uh, clicked into a little bit of gear. Kind of pressurised in the second half. We just had the chance that I mentioned um, from uh, Matei, when he should have got that on
1: target. It's not. A he had a lot of time there as well yeah. um, to, to to really make much more of that chance. It's unfortunate, but yeah, because it, it does feel like if he'd scored there, I mean, maybe we wouldn't have won. But you give yourself such a massive cushion if you go two 0 up away from home with five at the back. Yeah,
0: no, no, I, I agree. That would have been really difficult for Norwich because they weren't really playing well. I mean, I've seen them play quite a lot and that was a pretty average performance from them tonight. Um, then we move out later on the Puki save from, uh, from Martinez. Uh, Norwich are really building the pressure now. In kind of small periods, it's not constant save after save from Martinez. Uh, um,
1: what did you think of that period kind of coming up to... 20 minutes yeah up. it was probably 60 to 75 minutes maybe um and they did seem to have probably 90 percent of the ball during that time but it didn't feel like they actually created a lot of clear-cut opportunities i mean martinez made that save from from headlight but i mean apart from that there wasn't a major chance that i can recall particularly that norwich had during that time um no there was a cutback shot that hernandez did from kind of the edge of the area but it went wide but it was close but yes there there wasn't a golden like i can't believe he hasn't scored their uh chance they didn't they didn't create anything which was a yeah super opportunity or anything which was um i guess it partially because we have five at the back it was you were blocking, there was a lot of blocks outside the box um, for corners, which was forcing Norwich to come back out, um, which led to the Hernandez chance uh, after Blackett kind of ushered him back out to the edge of the box. Um, but yes, the the defence was, it, it was solid in terms of just keeping, keeping Norwich at bay
0: uh there was a, a, a bit of a debatable mo- moment if you're a Norwich fan i think you would probably think it was a penalty when rinamoto uh brings down uh, Pookie. and if that were happened to a reading player in the penalty area i'd say that was a
1: penalty oh it was a penalty no doubt um we we got away with one there but i mean and norwich got away with one in the first half in my opinion when gunter got fouled so it probably is that yeah. doesn't it yeah, it does. And uh, I don't really care
0: yet again, but um, it's kind of it just uh, but we move into the last uh, 20, last five minutes. And this is when the action really happens. Yeah,
1: things were pretty crazy in the last, the
0: the last, last five, days. 10 minutes as it was in total when uh, it just went a little bit crazy. Uh, first of all, Godfrey equalizes for Norwich. Uh, I've watched that back now. And I thought that he'd be given too much time to have the shot. And it was a bit poor defending. I, watching it back, I really don't think it was. I think it was just a good layback by the Norwich player there. I think it might be steepleman And he takes the shot for a centre-half to hit the ball like that into the top corner from outside the box when he's got two players in his direct, Reading players in his direct eye line. That is some
1: strike, isn't it? It's a good finish um, for a centre back as well. It's a it's a really good finish. I, um, I don't think Martinez could really do much more. To be honest, he, nope. I don't think he even got close to it. But it's no, you can't blame Martinez for that goal. Uh, no way. <laughs> if if, if it, it kind of felt inevitable. Yeah, uh, uh, the coming? amount of chances they're creating, it, it felt inevitable that they, when they scored. Yeah, and then, of course, when they scored as well, the immediate reaction from. Myself and I imagine quite a lot of running fans is please don't screw this up. Yes, and uh, being Reading Football Club,
0: um, yeah, we just tried to do our best to achieve that, didn't we? Only two minutes later, Zimmerman scores from a corner. I've got to say, that is a pretty towering header from the Norwich defender. You could say possibly poor marking, but I'm just looking at the freeze uh, frame of that goal now when Zimmerman scores. He's got two players round him. Um, it's not a simple header that at all.
1: I've got to say that's more a good header than bad defending. Put it, put it in the right place, certainly. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was it was disappointing to see um, though in the replay. We had we have nobody on the far post. I don't know whether that's a like a comment. I can't say I really recall many of our like defended corners, but no, no, no. Um, I don't know if that's a common thing for us leaving nobody on the back post, but it does seem like maybe you should, potentially, yeah,
0: in that situation, team, definitely,
1: especially for a team like ours, which is not very good traditionally this season at defending set pieces.
0: Yes, I mean, I'm just watching that goal back, and Liam Moore goes absolutely mental with the uh, some Reading players there when we concede that goal. Um, so there's a reaction there. He is not happy, not happy at all with Tyler Blackett. But I don't know. I think that's a, I think they've probably got over that now. He was too old. I would so, so yes. yeah, I would imagine so. But I mean, there's was just watching the scenes when Norwich scored the, that goal. They thought it was all over. But they didn't account for Andy Rinomota and us getting an equaliser during the time we got for wasting time which seems to be um, a bit of a trait that we've got now, because I think we did exactly the same against Wigan. Yeah, it's exactly
1: scored. the same against Wigan, isn't it?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, it's a bloody good trait, isn't it, to have, to score in time that you've wasted. I mean, it's uh, beautiful. And as you said, he's just completely caught out, Tim Crow. Yes. He's expecting
1: yeah. that shot across. I mean, he set the move up as well, Ridomota, which yeah. makes it even nicer. He's the one who knocks it out wide to McCleary and then... Uh... And then manages to to finish the move off, which is is brilliant. And and to get your first goal in the ninety seventh minute away from home at the league leaders is like the stuff of uh, I'm I'm sure it's the stuff of dreams, really. That must be absolutely amazing. I'm like just seeing it
0: now. Gunter and Martinez both run to the um, Reading bench. Yeah, they're both, both,
1: the both aren't they? Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean that. See, but just forgetting, just seeing that from a lone say like Martinez, it's amazing how they've embraced the whole. Club, I mean, I mean Martinez won't be here next season, but him, Baker, Ijaria, Oliveira, how have we managed to get so many players in that have just really
1: become a unit? It, it feels like they all. It feels like not only the lone players, but it feels like all of the squad are. Um, they're all fighters, mm. and 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 six months ago in September, everybody would have said the complete opposite that there's no fight, there's no bottle um and if we go down we'll we'll go down without a fight and we'll go down you know ten points ten points of safety um if we if we are gonna go down this season i mean fingers crossed we're not and today yeah. as a result is obviously a, a really uh a good stepping stone to to safety um but if we are gonna go down there's i don't think there's really people i don't think there can be really many people out there who say this squad's Full of bottlers, and this squad's full of, you know, players with not enough fight and not enough uh, desire. Because they they are fighting, and the the effort is there every match at the minute under Gomez now. Yeah, I I
0: yeah, I'm fully on board with those comments. Um, Liam Moore tweeted after the match, proud role tonight, amazing character from the squad, and uh, Gomez said after the match as well that he's um, uh, proud to be the manager of these players and he can trust this team and. Do you know what? After that performance, I can see what he says and trust because even though, yeah, we did concede the two goals, they went out and gave a performance that he was looking for. They kept the shape, they kept the discipline and took a couple of chances that they had. I mean, what more can you ask from a team in our position to go to the team that's top of the league and be losing in the 97th minute and not give up? I think that is huge. And you were right earlier, Alex, that that is the key factor. It's not just the point, it's the team spirit that you get from that. We're repeatedly doing it now. we've done it against Ipswich, we've done it against Wigan. We've done it again tonight. It just I keeps on happening at home as well yeah yeah, and if you keep on doing that, you start to believe you can get a result from absolutely anywhere
1: I mean the key i it's not just our late goals as well um tonight, which have really been a such a good good evening for us. Wigan losing in the last what was it last minute? Yes, that's perfect. Eighty uh, ninth minute. Yeah. Massive. It's a complete opposite to go, us. We go back above Wigan now on goal difference. Um, so we're now in 20th, aren't we? Yes, 20th place. Rotherham obviously losing from one nil up. Yeah. Against ten men. Thank you, Aston Villa. Well Yes. Good. I've always loved Aston Villa. <laughs> I mean a Tyro Tyra Mings getting sent getting himself sent <laughs> off though is um massively unsurprising and uh, yeah he's uh, trying to relegate us isn't he yeah he's <laughs> on his own absolute fortune on reading to get relegated tyro Wings. no it's um it is a
0: worry isn't it i mean we've got stoke city oh no we haven't got stoke city rotherham have got stoke city
1: away i think on saturday and i'm a little bit worried about that one I... I'm less concerned than you, I feel. Uh, Stoke have got a very good defensive record. I mean, it was before yesterday night. I mean, they lost, what was it, 3-1 against Swansea? Yes. Um, Swansea have played really well recently, but Stoke had had six clean sheets in a row before that. Oh, okay. Yes. So uh, uh, <sighs> whilst, whilst Rotherham are obviously a, a battling team, that game is going to be decided by one goal yeah. at the very most, I think. Um Plus, uh, Stoke were down to nine men at that, in that some point. Yeah, as well. if Stoke can if if Stoke can do us a favour and we can get some kind of a result on on Saturday, then you know it's you know, we're we're going to be we're going to be slowly but surely moving clear of Rotherham. Yeah, I mean our game against Brentford on Saturday
0: that is going to be such a tough match. I mean Brentford have got goals in them; they don't have any problems um, uh, scoring goals, but they also do concede them as well. <laughs> But our record against Brentford is atrocious, but I haven't said that our record against Norwich was atrocious until tonight. So things can change. And at home, we've actually got not bad record at all in the last couple of months. So nothing is impossible. How do you see that
1: game going on Saturday, Alex? I think there will probably be goals. Uh I mean that's probably quite a simple prediction. Um, <laughs> it's a little bit simple, isn't it? <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's always simple. Um i think we'll, i think we might try and take the game to Brentford somewhat um Brentford are atrocious away from home uh they they I think they've got the, one of the worst records away from home in a division uh, okay. it's worse than ours in fact um wow. they've, they've only got two wins away from home all season uh so it's i don't i think anybody although Brentford are probably a better side than us I'm not sure we can really expect Brentford to come out and try and dominate the game against us because they're just not that kind of side away from home. Um no, so I think we'll we'll try and take the game to Brentford as much as we can. Um we should see Nelson and Oliveira come back into the team, I would imagine. I'm not really sure we we'll, I guess we'll probably go back to um to a one on Saturday. Uh with Oliveira and then Mate back out wide. I would imagine.
0: Yeah, Oliveira didn't look anywhere near fit on Saturday, though, against Hull City.
1: I mean, he can see he's trying. I admire that. I would imagine he's back in. But yes, if he's he's not fit as he wasn't on Saturday, then maybe it makes more sense to bring him on after 65 minutes or something instead. Um, Yeah, just looking at Brentford's away run, they're
0: 18th in the table. Um, They're 18th in the table and they're 20th. Yes. Yeah, their waveform is atrocious, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's yeah, not, that gives me not definitely more ball. hope. Yeah. They really are very poor. So hopefully we can get a result on Saturday. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm feeling very optimistic right now, so I'm gonna go for a two one win. I'm gonna, and go, they...
1: I'm gonna go one all one, all? okay. Yeah. I know a lot of people have said Brentford is a must win and we must target our home games to get points from. Um but if 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 we pick up a draw at the weekend and we just keep that points total ticking up, mm. I won't be overly I mean most people this week would have taken two points I think from Norwich and Brentford. Oh yeah. Yeah no it's difficult, it's difficult to say oh we it's a bad result, it's a bad week if you get two points from those and you've you you know not lost either game. Um and if we can get a point as well Rother, if Rotherham do lose, then the gap's back up to three, and the goal difference is is key still. And then is Rotherham have to pick up a win and another point somewhere else? Then and there's only going to be four games to go by that point. So every time we're picking up a point more than Rotherham, that
0: clock is ticking for them. We're just starting to really run out of games now, and it's all well and good saying, "Oh, it's only a two-point gap for Rotherham," but the pressure is building on them massively. I wouldn't, would they rather be in our position? Of
1: course, they would. So you just got to keep on remembering that. Even if Rotherham do manage to uh, pick up points in us on um, Saturday, we're going to host Norwich on Sunday, and they're below us in the table now. So, yeah, if Norwich can, I I wouldn't expect Norwich to have anywhere near as bad a performance as they did tonight. Um, In fact, I would probably expect them to go out and really dominate Wigan, despite the fact he's out Wigan. Uh, so if, if Norwich can beat Wigan on um, Sunday, then even if we lose at the weekend, we'll still be out of the relegation zone like yeah, the you're right. No, you're um, right. I love the positivity. The positivity well, is good. <laughs> whatever the result, you know, you've got to pick out the positives somewhere there. So, But uh, yeah, I think we'll pick up a point at the weekend. Um, and if we do manage to win, then that's a huge step towards, uh, towards safety then, because then it's, then you, then Rotherham have got to pick up a minimum of two wins out of the, the remaining five games. And I mean, they've only won what nine all season. It's not. Gonna and be we would safety. have to keep losing as well. And at the
0: moment, I don't think we're going to keep losing. I think we're going to pick up points from places. Um If we had, if you look at our last three home matches, we've got Brentford, we've got West Brom, and we've got Birmingham. I mean, Birmingham seems to be in really good form at the moment.
1: But the last day, weird stuff can happen. West Brom are collapsing. Yeah. round lately. Like, they're, they're completely collapsing. And But they're, they're probably already going to be in the playoffs by then anyway. So Maybe they'll probably play a different team on that day. Potentially they'll play a different no. team. But, I mean, even if they don't play a different team, what's the to play for? If you're a West Brom player with two games to go, you don't want to get yourself injured, miss the playoffs. Um they just lost two 0 at Millwall. There's no reason why we can't beat them. No, um, Birmingham won the last day. I think Birmingham, Birmingham. I mean, they're four point six points clear of uh, Rotherham and four points clear of us now. It would be surprising if Birmingham go down. And yeah. the that nine point deduction looks so. It looks very soft now. Uh, but that's the football league, isn't it? That but is that's the a whole league. different topic. We don't want to get drawn into. No. that. Um, I totally agree. But yeah. the, the, the one team that I would look out for. Um, which I think people are probably still kind of sleeping on is QPR. Oh, that would be so sweet. <laughs> Alex. I, know, I know QPR are six points clear of Rotherham and they're four points clear of us still, but they can't buy a win. They they haven't won since end of February against Leeds, and even that was a that was a fluke one nil win at home. I think that's the only match they might have won in twenty nineteen. Yeah, I think they're now one win in eighteen. Yeah, they've won one game in in. 2019, and then their last win in the league before that was at home to Ipswich on Boxing Day. But let's not finish
0: this podcast talking no. about the fakes. Let's talk about the actual proper hoops. Yes. And uh we have managed to get a great result at Carroads. Uh, some people might say we threw away, but no, we didn't. We hung in there. We got the last-minute equaliser. Rinamoto, he's bloody good, isn't he, basically? And uh I think I love Andy. He's great. So... <laughs> Thanks for listening. And uh, we will be back after the match on Saturday against uh, Brentford. Cheers.